0: Hey, 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 today my guest is Jennifer Mutter. She went on a years-long journey in search of her birth parents and the results are gonna surprise you. She shares a tale of a series of remarkable coincidences and a story filled with laughter, tears, and inspiration with her trusty personal Sherlock Holmes, our good friend, Nelson Dean. She delves into the internet and ancestry websites and more to unlock a very important part of her past. We had to condense some of the details for time, but found a fun and funny way to do that. Probably gonna use it more in the future. We also learn about her, her kids, her first crush on little Wani, and who wins the celebrity crush battle. Top seats are Bradley Cooper and Vince Vaughn, Bat and a lot more good stuff. So sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this revelatory episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins, as these stories often do.
1: And when I had Keaton, I remember holding him, thinking, wow, this is my first DNA relative. When our
2: children tell our story.
1: Well, Jennifer couldn't pronounce it oh. all. And his name was Amazing Ronnie.
2: stories filled with drama and romance and, and meaning.
1: I had found her. <laughs> and lost her in one second.
2: Oh. And it was devastating. Story, story, that one was just saying. It was you made
0: this still sound like a happier story when we talked earlier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I call the number. Hi, oh, you've reached Jeff. <gasps> Click, <laughs> I hang up. That's Connor awesome. knows the kids. He's been That's at sleepovers. They know each other.
0: I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence and I'm Tony on the mic. Today, my guest, Jennifer Mutter. Say hey, Jennifer. Hey, everybody. Jennifer was adopted and found her birth parents and is going to share that very interesting story with us today. I I can't wait, but before we get started, still the first thing I think about, when I think of you and your family, do you know what it is? Uh, no. No, it's uh Connor as a five or six-year-old <laughs> <laughs> running over a five or six-year-old Richie with a tractor <laughs> at the, uh, or the golf cart pulling the equipment at, at the baseball field. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. And they were both little kids and I don't know why on earth they were on there and we left keys in it and everybody was there, but uh nobody's hurt folks but it was it was quite the story the ground luckily was soft and wet richie was full-on run over and connor then jumped out not knowing what to do he's like holy crap what did i do (laughs) so we have this slow moving golf cart a young richie embedded in the dirt and connor freaking out and looking for cover that's that's still the first day. That was a long time ago. That
1: is a very long time ago.
0: That was a crazy long time ago. And I think Richie tells that story from time to time. Even though I'm sure he doesn't remember it, I'm sure he just remembers hearing the story and has adopted it. So uh, let's let's uh, get to know a little bit about you. You were where were you born? Where'd you go to high school? Tell me about your uh, youth and your growing up.
1: Uh, San Diego local, born okay. here in San Diego. I went to Cleveland Elementary. Oh, wow was there for the Brenda Spencer shooting, Yikes. left for a year to Paradise Hills, went back to Cleveland, and then to Fletcher Hills.
0: Wow. Did your family move, or what was the... Uh,
1: my mom was a teacher in Paradise Hills, so she took me for the year after the shooting so I could be with her.
0: Wow. Dang. It's, it's sad that I know now a handful of people who are at a school where there were shootings. Isn't that a, a ridiculous testament of... Life in the world and yeah. craziness. Wow, uh, you are married. Married. How long? Any? Uh...
1: We are going to celebrate our seventh anniversary this December.
0: And then you have two kids. Yep. And three stepsons. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You ever wish you had a girl?
1: Uh, no. Um, actually, you know. I homeschooled three boys and I was with the boys one day and with ice cream and it was just all over their hands and they were just licking their wrists and we walked outside and there were two girls, the same thing, ice cream, and the ice cream was going down their wrist and they were shrieking and screaming and they, what? And I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be a girl mom. I wouldn't (laughs) be able to handle girls screaming out on the sidewalk. Yeah. Although girls are lovely, I know.
0: Of course. Yeah. I have a, as you know, a daughter. Today we're gonna to talk about your journey and you were adopted and didn't did you always know you were adopted I mean when you were... I always knew there okay.
1: wasn't uh, a day or an age or a time that I was sat down and told this mm-hmm. surprise story right. it was just something I always knew we always talked about some of my favorite stories was the day they found out they were getting me uh, oh, nice. I would always ask my granddaddy who's my dad's dad we had the same birthday favorite oh. story was when he got to meet me so it just always grew up knowing
0: and and just a family i mean it was just what you knew and it was family and you were loved yep and and felt felt good that's to me that's a story in itself you know just that that, that transition i think it usually is the case i think that people who are willing to adopt are typically willing to embrace their there are very few unwanted adoptions you know you have accidents quote in life you know or you have people who have kids or or then they end up part of a bitter divorce or whatever but if you choose to bring a child and you're making a calculated decision I think you're you're opening your heart and I think it usually works out pretty good so that's good and uh, you decided to try to find out who who is your birth mom what's what started that
1: you know I think it was I was always curious but it didn't really until high school and I was a little bit older. That <clears throat> until I was in high school, I was a little bit older that I wanted to find out genetically mm-hmm. and medical history because at that age, when you check into the doctor's office, you're the one answering any breast cancer, cancer history, yeah. any this history. So it starts, you start wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, was that your
0: you... primary motivation at first? Were you, were you curious at all before or did that really just kind of light it and the rest came after?
1: I was always curious, but Mm -hmm. I think at that age is when it triggered that I don't know the answers to these questions. I really, my main motivation was to thank her. I couldn't imagine carrying a child and coming to the realization that you're just not equipped to give what you think is the best case scenario and give your child away. Um, so I just wanted to thank her that she made the right decision. I have a great mom and dad. I have a great brother, a great life, and I'm happy. And now, was your brother adopted?
0: No. So uh-huh. my parents had my brother. Okay.
1: My mom had a second son that was stillborn, mm. and at that time she told me I decided I wanted a little girl, mm. and we came for you.
0: Okay, so you, you were looking for your your medical history, starting to get curious, and you were, and it's interesting that you were. Wanted to say thanks, and it was coming from a place of gratitude. I, I know some people who feel the opposite. Some people are like, "What was? what's wrong with me? Why didn't you want me? How come you, you gave me away? You, did you ever feel any of that?
1: Well, what's interesting is from the place I was adopted through, the Children's Home Society, I received some paperwork when I signed up at the age of 18 to get any non-identifying records they could give me. Okay. And the biological mom had a son at the time of my birth who was seven years older than I was. So there was a part of me that thought, hmm, so she kept him, the boy. of course. And (laughs) seven years later, I'm the one giving up for adoption. So there was a little bit, you know, question about that, uh, but never any anger about it.
0: Hmm. And did you shriek when you got ice cream on your hands as a young? (laughs) (laughs) All the time. (laughs) So, we're going we're going to start this journey and you say I've got this this document they tell me that there is high blood pressure in the family or or whatever. And then were you satisfied or were you more hungry? Did you want to know more?
1: Well, I didn't find that out right away. I only that came after I found the family. Oh, really? Right. So, so they, they didn't... her piece of paper had her height, her weight, her ethnicity, her two brothers, um, where she was from, that she had a seven-year-old son, and that was it.
0: Now, ethnicity makes up a large part of our identity, of our projected outward identity. Did, did that change? What, what ethnicity are you?
1: So, the biological grandmother was uh, pure Hawaiian. Okay. And so, from her to us, Pacific Islander, Samoa, Polynesian Islands. Okay. There's some Chinese. It's interesting.
0: So, did you have any revelations? Not, you know, about your being your Hawaiian. Did you embrace your Hawaiianness? Did you?
1: So that's something that we always knew. My, oh, you they did? Ha, They had told my mom the okay. background. Okay. So, always very proud. Um, okay. To be part of the Pacific Islander. Okay. Yeah. All right. And my kids are too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They wear a lot of puka shells. They do. <laughs> I tried to wear a puka shell, I couldn't pull it off.
1: And we all have matching Hawaiian tattoos as well. Is that right? Mm-hmm.
0: I did not know that. That's very interesting. So, okay, so so you decided, I'm gonna try and find out who this person is. Right. What's the first step, what do you do?
1: So at 18, you get to sign a piece of paper saying that if the biological family comes back to look at you, you're releasing your identity. So did that in 1990 when i was 18 and nothing came of it uh but again this is something that the family always talked about we talked about at barbecues I, it was just always a topic of conversation um and my parents have some really good front yeah fix this. she's
0: struggling with the headphones yeah. folks she's gonna get them set back okay (laughs) so
1: always a topic of conversation and my parents have some really good friends nelson and bunny dean and yeah they're always around uh so nelson everyone close to us knew my story because it was connor's hair is really curly where's this curly hair from so just topics all the time and so nelson picked up on this and he has a huge passion A huge passion for uh, genealogy. Mm -hmm. He belongs to a lot of Ancestry 23andMe memberships. Okay. Probably spends $150 a month on these membership fees would be my guess. Access to a lot of documents where you and I, where if you and I logged in for the freebie, Right, right. We get one name and hint, 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 right? (laughs) Right. Um, So... That was it it was
0: the extent of your efforts was make a phone call to nelson right (laughs) okay
1: so actually nelson was doing this a little bit all on his own oh okay but he knew the story he knew biological mom uh, had two brothers he knew the half brother at seven years old he knew the biological grandmother was from hawaii Okay. So he had all the information that we had because it had been openly discussed. Do you want me to fast forward? No.
0: If it's boring, I'll cut it out. You'll know when you get to the episode. Okay, good. (laughs) And we are back after editing out 10 minutes of boring (laughs) blather.
1: So Nelson had this information. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was it. We went along our life, and
0: so you you kind of buried the idea you weren't you weren't actively pursuing it.
1: no, I mean, I didn't have a name. I had nothing right uh didn't even know where to start at okay. the age of eighteen um, signed the paper was happy enough with that that if she wanted to find me, she, right. Could. she could right so life went on uh I had Keaton at the. 27 okay. and when i had keaton i remember holding him thinking wow this is my first dna relative that i know
0: wow that is sobering
1: yeah and it, it just really is. and then i had the epiphany because the biological mom was 27 or 28 when she had me oh. same age as my mom wow my mom i have a brother who's seven years older than i am what the bio brother is seven years older than I am. It just pretty much switched families with all the same players. They just
0: dropped you in.
1: Yep. And then, of course, Connor. Same thing. I have these two DNA kids next to me now. I'm a mom. It means more to me now what it would feel like to have to give a baby up. Oh, yeah. And more of the wanting to thank her because I couldn't even imagine. No, me either. I, 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 I'm too selfish. I, I wouldn't well, at do, it, when like do it. times when they're like
0: teenagers, it's not that hard to imagine.
1: Right. <laughs> well, she's 27 <laughs> and 28.
0: No, I mean the babies. When the babies oh, are teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> when they grow up and hit 13, 14. Two I boys
1: know. for adoption, 22 right. and 20. Pick them up. <laughs> uh, so it really hit me. Like, wow, this woman at 27, 28 years old wow, yeah. gave birth to me and handed me over to someone else.
0: Now, do you know... And, again, if you don't know, you don't know. But, like, in the hospital said, no thank you? Or, I mean, did she take you home for a month, or six months, a year?
1: Or? It's interesting because my mom said the papers <clears throat> that were signed were signed on the last day possible that she could have released me. So in I, the hospital? Right. So just, Okay. Yeah, so, and I was going to call my mom and ask, but I didn't want to. But I think...
0: Now, when you say mom, just for clarity, you're talking about your adopted parents. Or are you talking about your birth mom?
1: That's a very good question, Tony. Thank you. And I won't speak for everybody that's adopted. But I will say for me, my mom and my dad and my brother are my mom, my dad, and my brother. Gotcha. And if I ever refer to the bio family, mm-hmm. bio, they're the bio mom, family.
0: birth mom, whatever. Yeah. And it
1: was hard because growing up, people would say, well, is that your real mom? Right. Could I cuss right. on this? Absolutely. I'd say, that's right, mom. Of course that's my real mom. What the f are you talking about?
0: Alright, alright, he's up there right.
1: But that but I was passionate. Like I right, didn't like course, people questioning right, yeah. is that your real yeah. mom? What are you talk uh, yes, that's my real mom. Yeah. Um that's my mom. That's my dad, that's my brother. Okay. So there we go for that. So okay. what was your question? See when I get passionate, <laughs> Sorry, I completely yeah, I see forget. That.
0: <laughs> You start dropping F-bombs and cursing and...
1: I haven't even had a glass of wine and an F-bomb came out.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the The question was about your parents. Uh, when did they give you... When did your mom turn you over? Sign the, sign the lease, so to speak. And... So
1: I believe the, the bio mom, I was maybe four to six weeks.
0: And still in the hospital?
1: No, she had oh, okay. given okay. me to the Children's Home Society...
0: Like, did you ever go to her house, do you know? Or did you go straight from the hospital? That the I system? have no okay. idea. I have right. no memory of that. You don't remember? No. It's probably too much wine and cursing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to Keaton, Connor, and DNA Kids.
1: Right. So, again, always topic of conversation, fast forward 15 years. My mom gets Keaton and Connor, Ancestry.com for Christmas. Ah, My kids are super excited. Of course. We've always heard Hawaiian. Are we really? Right. And I want one too. So she gets one for me. (laughs) We send it in, comes back. Pacific Islander, Hawaiian, Irish. And they both were yours. English. Yep. They're both my kiddos. (laughs) Um, So that was super exciting. So the kids are kind of into it now too yeah. they want questions yeah. answered they want to know fast forward to 2016
0: okay five years ago
1: the phone rings i and pick it up how old
0: are you at that point We could, you already gave us your age we could do the math from earlier
1: i'm 49 i'm not okay, so quite 40- 60 like you no no
0: i'm not 60 yet i'm you're really close but okay so, so you're 45 ish and your kids are teenagers essentially right okay
1: the phone rings I pick it up and it's Nelson and he said hey I found your mom I think I found your biological mom what? just out of the blue just, just hey. called and it was the most craziest phone call I've ever gotten because it was like wait what huh and he had been working and I believe helping someone else find biological families and just always had kind of been working on mine on right. the side and he found her so he okay, calls I just,
0: just want to clarify one more time phone rings, hello? I found your mom yes wow, okay
1: and oh my gosh I think I might have started crying I grabbed a pen of paper let's start writing this down and he's going to share everything with me he has documentations, birth certificates, marriage certificates. He has manifests from traveling, everything. Wow.
0: Wow.
1: I know. Incredible. He has access. And he even said that as the years went by, the access of public records that you could get to on the internet Mm -hmm. um, just gets better and better. Because before, you'd have to drive down, Right. right? So he had a manifest of my grandmother from Hawaii with a daughter and two sons, What? which we knew from my paperwork that she had two brothers leaving from Hawaii. And from there, he found their names. And the girl, he found who she married. And we knew my birth date, April, everybody. (laughs) And we knew I was born in Sharp. So he had access to the baby girl's born in april 11th at sharp there was only a handful and he basically went through all the women the listed moms and there was a woman there that didn't really have a listed father
2: Uh so he
1: looked into her and found out her name, found out her maiden name, and she was the little girl that came on the on ship from Hawaii. What? And she had a son that's seven years older than I am.
0: Okay, he's almost my age.
1: And it was just the boxes, just check, check, check. check.
0: check. Unbelievable.
1: And then he gave me the name. And uh, her name was Patricia Kirkendall. And Mary's name was Patricia Sharkey. And then I believe she married again and was Patricia Kruger.
0: Kurgendahl doesn't sound Hawaiian, though.
1: That wasn't her maiden name. That oh, was her. Oh,
0: yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes.
1: Uh, Kupahu.
0: Oh, that does sound Hawaiian. Yeah.
1: He said, Jennifer, um, I have the name. Here's the name. And she has two brothers, and one of your uncles lives in Spring Valley. What? I said, what?
0: Okay, I have, I have listeners all over the globe. I have one regulation in France. So Spring Valley is very close to La Mesa. So that's incredible. Right. Okay.
1: He said, so I feel like knowing you, you might just go knock on the door. I thought, heck yeah, we'll knock <laughs> on the door. So uh, w- what happened, what manifested was we did some, we found some phone numbers. So she was Patricia and then the bio Uncle James and then the bio Uncle Gary. And... The bio uncle James, we found a phone number for, and he lived in Indiana. Okay. And I called and I spoke to his wife. He had passed away. And she said, "Um, Your uncle Gary and your biological mom are super close. I bet they're even together right now. Here's their phone numbers, here's where they live. What? But she had said she hadn't talked to them for years. Oh. For when her husband had passed right. away. Another story. So, get the address to Spring Valley. And Connor's li- Connor's home, and he's been listening to everything transpire. The kids are, are in it with me.
0: Sure, they're invested, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: And Connor says, do you want me to go with you? And I said, no, it's not really appropriate. Let me just go. Right. It could be ugly. Right. It, right. They could not know about me. So... I drove to Spring Valley a few miles away and knocked on the door. No answer. So drove by every day for a few days. And then one day Connor said, Mom, just let me go with you. I said, okay. He's bigger than I am. It's probably a good idea, actually.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, smart.
1: So we go, we pull up, no cars in the driveway again. And I say, well, let's just go knock, Connor. And I said, but let's be prepared anything could go sideways he's yeah. like i got your back mom so we walk up we knock on the door it opens this lady peeks out and i said hi is uh gary K- kirkendall home and she looked at me and she said can i ask who's asking and i said i'm patricia's daughter i'm jennifer and her eyes got big and she leaned back and said gary door for you <laughs> <laughs> and she opened the door and she said, we didn't know if you were a boy or a girl. This is Gary's wife. Okay. Gotcha. So that's who I find out. Who, so yes. she comes in and she's pretty astonished, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. And that was, she said, we never knew if you were a boy or, or a girl. And Gary comes around the corner and she said, Gary, this is Patricia's daughter. And he, he was like, hi, how are you? And um, I said, You know, it was all kind of happening fast, and um, I was super excited, and I said, is my mom here? Is she in Hawaii? And uh, his wife, Georgina, who I ended up meeting, of course, that day, said, I'm so sorry, sweetie, your mom passed away last year. And it was, I had found her (laughs)
2: and lost her in one second, and it was devastating. It was... So devastating to have just missed her. um, And it was like a high emotional because here are people saying, oh, we know about
0: know you. We know about you. Wow. wow. And
1: welcoming me in their house in like 30 seconds and then getting this huge blow of she passed away. So that was just a dagger. But... It you was made this still... sound like a
0: happier story when we talked earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for the emotional catharsis. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Um,
1: but we were still in this exciting moment, right? Sure. Here I am in Spring Valley in my biological uncle's house. Yes. Yeah. And they said that she had actually stayed with them while she was pregnant. And they didn't ask any questions. They didn't know who the dad was. They didn't even know if I was a boy or a girl. Um, And they, you know, Connor, wow. They thought Connor looked so Pacific Islander and (laughs) looked like their kids. And so we all sat down on the couch and I just kind of started sharing pictures. And we had just been on a cruise recently. And there was a picture of my mom and my stepdad, Ben, and the, the boys. And the bio uncle says, Ben, my stepdad. And I said, yeah. And he said, Ben Province? And I said, yeah. Ben Province, who used to live on Mount Helix and sell medical supplies? And Connor, yeah, that's my grandpa. And he said, Ben used to own the house that we rented. And he used to tell us, why are you throwing away this money on rent when you could go buy a house And we did. We bought a house. Now, wait, wait. Small world.
0: Yeah. So, he knew from the pictures of the cruise.
1: He could see Ben. He's like, we know this Ben. This is Ben.
0: Yeah. That's unbelievable. Super crazy. That's unbelievable. It's going to get crazier, Tony. No, it's not.
1: (laughs) So, Am I going to cry again, though?
0: Because I don't like the choked up part. I I know.
1: So... They know Ben. It's crazy. They're super nice. They're super gracious in their house.
0: So your biological uncle
1: knows my stepdad knows Ben. Your step- so
0: stepdad.
1: Stepdad. My mom's That's husband. Yes. So totally crazy. Small world. They we have a connection. They bring out pictures of them in the front yard with my biological mom at Ben's house that they rented. No. It was just crazy. So we decided to have. From there, I they got me my half brother's information, uh, Patrick, and we had a barbecue at my mom's house. Very small, just Gary, uh, his wife Georgina, the half bio bro Patrick, my kids, and Jim and some of his kids. And it was nice. They just told some of
0: me, his kids. Which kids snubbed it? Well, they're all older. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs>
1: Cam was there. Uh, Okay. (laughs) But it was good. Uh, You know, they answered questions. They brought out pictures. Um, It was really, really nice. And my mom hosted it.
0: Now, what was Ben's reaction to all this?
1: Ben was like, really? No shit, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, he was just kind of, you know. Right. Uh, But yeah, so, and they actually had a place for Ben in their heart because Ben's the one that spurred them to go buy buy a house, like invest. So that was good. So I got, um, I got to meet them and know them. And, you know, I found out my biological mom passed away from colon cancer. Uh, so that's a good thing for me to know. Having
0: the file. Yeah.
1: And, uh, that was that. And it was still, uh, hard because the bio mom is gone Uh, And when my, I guess she was living in Hawaii and she was about to move back to San Diego and she'd shipped a ton of Hawaiian artwork and her things back to my bio uncle's house, Gary. And Gary said, you know, we have these paintings and pictures uh, that were your your bio mom's and uh, Patrick didn't want them. Would you like them? And they now I have these beautiful Hawaiian prints framed in my house. And uh, there was one that they gave me that she had, and it was called, um, she released it on Mother's Day. It was a Mother's Day reflection of a Hawaiian woman looking down into a lake and then the reflection looking up. And I actually gave that one to my mom. to hang in her house so she has that so that was kind of fun thinking wow would she ever believed when she bought those paintings one day this is going to be sitting in her biologically daughter's her house and the woman who adopted her that
0: is Um, so we
1: have those and it was really nice of my bio uncle Gary to give those to me so
0: and you say Patrick bio brother didn't want them did you talk to him at all does he have any
1: yeah he came to the barbecue we're facebook friends um he lives in mexico okay uh and kind of i think jumps around a little bit yeah uh we see him at the del mar races every once in a while he's a horse racing guy um and that's about it okay and
0: I'm just curious. Does he have any memory of that time? Have you talked specifically about that? I mean, have you, have you delved or do you just kind of gloss?
1: Oh, I delved and did. Okay. <laughs> so So, uh, his parents were divorced at the time. Okay. And he was seven. And he said he was mostly living with his dad and had no idea and wouldn't even have known if he was paying attention. Oh, wow. But he said he was mostly at that time with his dad.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: So my mom was doing her high school reunion. And as I told you, we knew that the biological mom was the same age as my mom. Right. And I was born in San Diego, so obviously she was in San Diego. And my mom was doing her high school reunion, planning it. And we had learned the biological mom's name, Patricia Kirkendall. And my mom went to one of her reunion meetings, and she said... Does anybody know this name? And someone said, Yeah, we went to high school with her. And my mom pulled out her high school reunion, her high school annual. And there's a picture of my biological mom. She and my mom went to junior high and high school together, but they didn't know each other. Wow. So we had my mom's junior high annual. How did you
0: react to the picture? Was that the first picture you had seen over?
1: It was. Well, it's funny because people, when I tell them I'm adopted, they think, no way, because they think my mom and I look exactly alike. (laughs) And I think that's the nurture part. Yeah. We have the same mannerisms. We talk the same way. We just look alike. You pick us apart, we don't look anything alike. Right. But, and, you know, seeing us together, we look like two peas in a pod. Um, So... It's funny when I saw the picture, she doesn't look like my mom, right? I figure, you know, um, but there were some similarities where the similarities really came from, from pictures of her and her siblings was Connor. So we have that, the biological mom side of the family. No one knows anything about the biological dad side, uh, And at that point, Nelson said, well, we could find them, we could do this. And I just couldn't do it again. It was, even now, even remembering that feeling.
0: Don't start crying again.
1: (laughs) I I couldn't do it. I was just like, I I I can't do it, Nelson. And really at that time, so in the paperwork at Children's Home Society, she never told the biological dad that she was pregnant because he was going back to his wife.
0: Oh my goodness. So
1: we, our perception was that he, the biological dad was divorced or separated from his wife, had some free spare time, got the biological mom pregnant, and then at some point said, I'm going back. So that's what led her to give me up for adoption. She was a single mom, had a seven year old, didn't tell the biological dad, and yeah. gave me up so yeah. I really felt he didn't even really know about me no right. harm no foul right don't need to thank him he no. didn't emotionally give anything up right only because he was unaware
0: right that's, I mean it's fair I mean but it's yeah yeah okay. so
1: just told Nelson no I just I said I can't do it again it was just too devastating it really yeah, bruised the heart um, and I was so thankful for what I already had I didn't yeah. feel like I was missing anything so, <clears throat> so that's where we left things. Okay. Life continued. 2016, right.
0: Barbecue, half bro, Patrick, Uncle Gary, and wife, Guinevere.
1: Georgina. Damn it.
0: I was doing good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: I was impressed. Um, so life goes on. We're going, we're going. And I'm playing indoor soccer over here at La Mesa Indoor, coming wow. home from soccer and get into the car, check my phone. It was like ten ten at night because I had the nine twenty game, and just blown up messages from Keaton. Miss call, miss call, miss call. Mom, call me. And I'm thinking, oh my god. Yeah. So I call Keaton and mom. This girl just called me. She found me on 23 and Me. She thinks you and her mom are biological sisters. And you guys share a biological dad. And he's going on and on and on. And he's talking so fast. And I'm thinking, just slow down. Take a breath.
0: I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to slow down and take a breath. Yeah. I'm... <laughs>
1: so <laughs> okay. I get home and he's like, he gave me her number. I talked to her. We FaceTime. She wants you to call her. Do you mind calling her mom? Call her, call her, call her. So one that showed me my kids still have these questions that they want sure. answered. They want, yeah. So I called this girl. She's just as excited as Keaton. And
0: now you say, "Girl, how old?"
1: <clears throat> she's probably twenty-six.
0: Okay, 27. at the time, or which yeah. is recently. So yeah, yeah, just okay. recently. Okay.
1: So yeah, this probably happened in twenty, the end of twenty twenty. Okay. Beginning of twenty twenty one.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So, um. I talk to her. Very lovely. She's super excited. I am not so excited, but there's a little hope. Yeah. Because I'm still thinking, do I want to travel down this path again? Yeah. Um, so I tell her I she's on 23andMe. I'm on ancestry.com. I say let's. Compare. I'll do, yeah, right, yeah. I'll do 23andMe. You do ancestry. Let's get on the same DNA let's see what happens. page. Sure. So. Buy it, do it, send it in, wait the three weeks, get it back, Eh. loser, nothing. I know. But so in the meantime, what this spurred is I called Nelson and I said, hey, Nelson, you're never going to believe this person called Keaton. We think this, we're going to wait. And Nelson's like, oh, great. So then I called Nelson and I was like, eh, no go, not a match. Nelson... Said that he had never really stopped Looking that
0: doesn't surprise me.
1: I know uh, for the biological dad and Now that I have this 23 andme me profile and I have the ancestry profile and he's members of both and he could see Family trees right. he was all in so um, And he even said he's like I think your boys want to know too. Yeah, I said, I th- you know, you're right. right, right? so Nelson went to work, (laughs) and
0: uh, I just picture Nelson too with like a Sherlock Holmes hat and a pipe, and (laughs) and, yeah, exactly.
1: So, um, I looked at my ancestry, and I had four names.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. Before you go on now, when you got the ancestry and compared to the 23andMe, were they virtually identical? Were they what? What was the
1: my genetic makeup Uh was pretty identical. Okay, there's some certain. Like Malaysian that right. they give on one where they put, you know, Pacific Islander, of okay. these islands. But that wait. was the same, completely okay. different names. I didn't see one name on one and one name on the other. Okay. And I think people usually don't do both. Right.
0: And that's why I was curious. I yeah. was curious as to, you know, who knows? You send it away and then you get completely different <laughs> DNA and yeah. You're like, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah.
1: Surprise. <laughs> uh, so, no. Same DNA makeup, okay. but different list of names okay so I'm giving all this information to Nelson but I go back and look at ancestry and there's four people with the same last name obviously they did it for Christmas too right and they're all related and I said that's our key that's the key because one of them is like the second or third cousin which would make the same great-grandparents right so um, I think that's the key so we start diving into those names and Nelson's doing his thing, who they're married to, where they live. And we find one guy, Jeff, and it lists him and his wife and where they live. And now, mind you, when we came to this, we had found other names and made phone calls. No one has their phone listed anymore. Of course not, it's almost right? virtually impossible. So I finally get this guy's name and his wife, and I verify that it's him because. Uh, one of the other names who is his mom had passed away and her obituary had listed survived by okay His name Wow the wife's name from the city they live in
0: okay so local
1: uh, Northern, California, okay a little bit outside of San Jose, okay. so I Call the number Hi, you've reached Jeff. <gasps> click i hang up i think oh my god (laughs) i wasn't prepared so i'm sitting looking at the number thinking oh i gotta rethink this right so i called the wife i introduced it got her hi this is right hi my name is is jennifer and i'm on ancestry.com i'm a match with your husband I'm looking for any names that he would possibly be willing to share with me. This is my number. Gave all the information. Right. Done. Uh, three days later, I get a phone call from him. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, yeah, it was voicemail the first time. You reached and then you hung up.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, and he asked about that too. Did you call me a few days ago from someplace in La Mesa and hang up? <laughs> uh, yeah, that yeah, was me. That was me. So, okay. he is very skeptical. He wants to know who I am, how I found his number,
2: yeah.
1: everything. Sure. And I said, look, you're on Ancestry, too. I am, too. Like, pull it up. You'll see right. my name. <laughs> Here's my name. Look at my Facebook. Look at my Instagram. Yeah. Call me. FaceTime me. And I understand the but reluctance sure. this, in today, yeah, but I was an open book. Right. Like, here yeah. I am. So, he does his research, and... Te- he's texting me back and forth and he said uh i'm gonna call you so he facetimed me and he's like hey there you are i said here i am and super super nice apologized for being
0: oh cloak and dagger I get all, yeah. and i
1: said look you're not brad pitt i'm not trying to be relatives <laughs> with brad pitt and right, he right. yeah he said yeah you aimed a little bit lower than right. that But we became fast friends. You know, we just kind of clicked and chit-chatted. And I told him the information I had, what I was looking for. And he said, I have the names. He said, so you're going to get them. (laughs) Which is George. The Georges had eight kids. You can imagine how happy this made Nelson to have to research eight (laughs) kids. So he went to work again. I was at work and I got a text saying, Call me, I have news. And And it's from Nelson. It's from Nelson. And it wouldn't
0: be anything else in all likelihood.
1: Right. And we're talking every few days. So we're
0: on the hunt. Right. This is going to happen as
1: far as we're concerned. And I was like, Okay.
0: And he has to be at least on the side of pretty sure. You know, at least probably, because he's not going to tell you 50-50 or 25% or something like that. Right? No. So, you, when you hear those words... I know, he's found up. Right, they yeah. hit it with like a hammer. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I you don't think, oh my gosh. And Nelson is very methodical. And he started with the grandparents. <laughs> Edna and Harl or Hurl had three kids (laughs) and they lived in San Diego for a little bit of time
0: I'm probably gonna play this at fast motion through the
1: he said his name is Rolly Bigley and I said okay and is he alive like what's the deal right this is where I'm at now right yeah
0: can I just get some info?
1: yeah and they said no he's not alive Uh. And Bunny said, can I tell her my part yet? He said, not yet. And I said, okay, what else? Well, he has two sons. I said,
0: okay, Okay. this
1: is good. So Uh we're talking half brothers.
0: Brother? I'm going to have a brother? (laughs) I've always dreamed about having a brother. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug.
1: One lives in La Mesa and one lives in El Cajon. What? Can I tell her my part yet? <laughs> no, Bunny, you can't tell her your part yet. Okay, go on, Nelson. Uh, they both went, went to Grossmont High School. What? Can I tell her my part yet, Nelson? Yes, Bunny, tell her your part. And you guys have mutual friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? And he said, yeah, he has two sons, Brett and Brian Bigley. They okay. went to Grossmont High School. Okay. You have mutual friends on Facebook. I couldn't pull up Facebook fast enough. I can't imagine. Lenny Van Every. Shut up. Mutual friend. Um, I
0: know Lenny folks for the listeners out there.
1: uh, Kim Pearson, mutual friend. I don't know. I have like 20 mutual friends. Wow. And I tell you Kim Pearson because... She works at Kaiser with me.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. And
1: her son, Matthew, went to junior high at Parkway with Keaton. They played soccer together. What? And then Matthew went to Grossmont and Keaton went to Helix. But so we have these mutual friends that aren't just like, oh, a friend right. of a friend, yeah, yeah. They, like exactly. real friends. Yes. I've known Lenny since forever yeah so i call lenny up right away and lenny's like what oh my god those are like they're so cool you're gonna love brett and brian you should call them and i said well have you talked to them recently because i didn't want to knock right. on the door again right. yeah, not yeah, gonna do that not. again um so lenny said that he had grown up with them and he sees them around they're close but not like a daily right, right. you know and i said okay well i want someone who talks to them regularly and not just, I could cold call them. I don't need Lenny to do it. But Lenny's super excited for me. He's invested now. So I talked to Kim Pearson and this is February, 2021 and tell her the story. And she's like, what? She talks to them. She's like, Brett just remodeled my house. Like a year what? ago. So she still talks to the family. She's friends with the family. She can't believe it. She's so excited. And I said, well, can you call one of them and feel them out? Tell them a you story, know, yeah. yeah. So she said, yeah. So she called Brett. Wait, let me back up. Okay. They give me the name Brett and Brian Bigley. Okay. Meantime, Connor, my invested kid still living at home. Right. Wa- you know, listening. Right, right. Um, I'm texting him. Nelson called, has name. Give him the name, means nothing. Okay. Has two sons, Brett and Brian. And Connor texts me back and says, is he related to Cameron or Cody Bigley? I said, I don't know, let me check. Are they related? Right, right. Yes, they go to Grossmont High School. One's a freshman, one's a senior. Water polo baseball team.
0: God, are you... That's, Connor
1: knows the kids. He's been that's at sleepovers. Unbelievable. They know each other.
0: They're They've, cousins. That's no crazy. Idea. That's crazy. So crazy. So And it's good. It, well, I'm going to take a leap here that they got along if they had sleepovers and everything. It's good yeah. that they're kind of friends like, "What?
1: What's up, cuz? We're related." Yeah.
0: Instead of, seriously, we're related to you? You douchebag you know
1: <laughs> right no they totally same type of personalities they had wow. a mutual friend so they had met they had that known each is other bananas. I know so I asked him to call Brett and she texts him can you call me nothing for an hour nothing for two hours nothing for three hours i said look kim you can't just say call me he just remodeled your house he's probably thinking that your water heater went out like (laughs) he's not calling you back at seven o'clock at night you need to put like nine one one or this is important call me so she does he calls her back tells him the whole story calls me says i just talked to him told him the whole story he's not surprised he is super excited and he wants you to call him What? So... So this is
0: is a half-brother.
1: Right. So... Brother. Brother.
0: Not second-distant... Right. That's
1: crazy. So I call Brett, the one that lives in La Mesa, and he confirms that his parents were married. Okay. They got divorced. And then they got remarried. And guess what happened in that window? (laughs) Little
0: Jennifer! And
1: I said, do you mind... Calling your mom and just looking at the dates, and I was born in April of 72, which would put 71. I just really wanted to sure. make sure. Absolutely, yeah. And he called his mom and she said, Yep, that would be, we weren't together then. We got back together at this time. They got remarried. And she c- confirmed the timeline that of. Window. Wow. Yeah. So Brett and I talk very easily. Um, he has a brother, Brian, that lives in El Cajon, who has the two boys that go to Grossmont High School, and, uh, I say, I, I want to come up, their freshman, uh, plays varsity baseball last year, okay. and their senior was playing water polo, and, you know me, boy mom, I'm all about, oh, let's, go yeah. yep, so, let's go to the game, so, <laughs> um, that's where I met them for the first time at the Grossmont High School baseball game. Wow! And it was amazing. And they are, we if our kids had been the same age, we would have been friends already. Wow! They we just oh yeah same clicked. circles and sports yeah and personalities I mean yes it's so identical, um, and they were just so great that and so phenomenal. excited to meet me. They were all in. Um, they I had cousins calling me. I'm breathless. That's they were amazing. telling that everybody. That was is just amazing. Yes. So uh, one of their cousins, my bio cousin, lived in Florida, Christine, and we were talking, and she has two boys, and she named her first son Keaton. What? So we both have sons named Keaton, Keaton, which we thought, wow, well, shot in the dark, but still gave right. us goosebumps sure, because of that's it not does. like tony or jennifer or john
0: tony's magic
1: right so (laughs) we had all that check the box check the box they're checking the boxes so um it all (laughs) just fell into place their dad had passed away already Mm. um and they were so excited and they said man if he would have known he had a daughter he would have been over the moon
0: hmm You see damn it jennifer
2: (laughs) but that's what kills me is that i never thought about that part
0: oh yeah i never
2: thought about the part
1: if he knew how would he feel yeah because it wasn't something that i carried with me that someone out there was missing
0: right and
1: to hear the bio brothers say
2: that he would have adored me and been so excited, um, kind of makes me feel guilty.
0: Guilty, how I?
2: Because I never thought of some. I never thought of the way he might feel had he known. Right. I kind of dismissed it a little bit because he
1: didn't know. He didn't have skin in the game. He wasn't wondering about me right, every right. birthday, where I right. am, what I'm doing. And of course, I just assumed that this is what the biological mom was thinking, right? That every April 11th, that how would she not think of me? Right. And I just thought he never, he never even knew about me. So there were no harm, no foul.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and when they just said what a great person he was and told me all these great stories. Um, and the more I got to know uh, Brett and Brian and their families, um a lot of joy and happiness yeah um
2: but sad too
0: yeah well you know at the risk of being armchair counselor feeling guilty is dumb i know okay so so, so it's easier said than dumb but try and dismiss that but how magical now that at your station in life you've quantumly expanded your family and your you know from that moment of holding Keaton going this is my only DNA relative to now having people who miraculously live close and have circles and yeah and you like them
1: and we like each other right yeah (laughs) it's super fun so we text uh, we had a big barbecue uh, with friends and family Nelson and buddy uh, some of my mom's friends my close friends uh, their family, a huge barbecue that my mom hosted again and just had a great time. It was wow. super easy. That's,
0: uh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's funny because we have, I'm going back to Boston for a, a funeral and I have lots of, my dad was one of 15. So I have oodles of cousins and different things. And, and there's some of them that are just easy. And you just value friends and cousins and relatives and people who are easy in your life. And some people aren't, you know. And it's not that you don't like them. It's not right. that they're bad people. It's just not easy. So, to, but your siblings should be easy, and it's great that they are. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So now we text and uh, keep in touch, and it's good. Wow,
0: that is good. Yeah. That's better than good. And That's it's such great.
1: a small world so small that the kids knew each other that
0: is incredible
1: so yeah so we had our barbecue in july it's brand new but i think the more time goes by and events come up that we could invite each other to and see each other yeah and once the sports start up again we'll be
0: okay now interesting with the new with with this this is all new July was the first thing. So this is going to be your first Thanksgiving, first Christmas, first New Year's. Yeah. I
1: don't know if we'll see. I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll text and say, you know, yes, all of that good stuff. Well, cool. Um,
0: all right, we're gonna take a little break and then we will turn back and just learn a little bit more about you and find out what everyone is wondering how you'd react to the electric chair. So stay tuned listeners. (laughs) All right, we are back today. My guest is, uh, ancestor treasure hunter uh jennifer mutter just re- reunited this year i didn't realize the last piece of that puzzle was so recent yeah that's uh that's just amazing and and at the grossmont connection and the families and the people is just unbelievable uh we're into a little 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 piece to, to get us out here it's called this or that we learned just a little bit about you There'll Be some cool music playing in the background you're gonna dig it if there's something that moves the needle, you know, answer. So let's start out with uh, with with TV. What are your what are your favorite TV shows? Are you uh, excited about the new Dexter that's coming? Dexter's coming back.
1: Let me tell you this: I just watched Dexter season one through eight. Oh wow! Over the last maybe two months, it took me to get through because I hadn't seen it yet.
0: Oh, you hadn't seen it at all.
1: No, I had oh. watched maybe an episode right. here and there back in 2013, but yeah. I hadn't seen it from start to finish. And mm. when I saw Dexter: New Blood coming. I had to see yeah. the whole thing. So it. I watch HBO. I watch Succession. Okay. I watch Billions. Yeah. Love Dexter. Can't wait for New Blood. Yeah. Not exactly like when we right. were kids and we'd run yes. to Jerry Seinfeld at right. seven o'clock well, on Channel Seven. I was older at that time, but. But that's ten years before that. Yeah. And that just <laughs> our lives don't yeah. work like that it anymore.
0: It doesn't. And and I remember the idea of a VCR was so amazing
1: and when you learned how to work the timer yep
0: when you could program a vcr you were the coolest person in the world yes there's no doubt about it what's your favorite kind of ice cream
1: uh rainbow sherbet
0: sherbet okay
1: and i do say sherbet because there's no r in it's sherbet it's did i say sherbet you did i probably did yeah sherbet no. like, that's what i would say
0: i'd say i like sherbet i love rainbow sherbet sherbet, sherbet.
1: 31 flavors rainbow sherbet
0: sorbet, sorbet. Uh, what about your go-to candy? What's your favorite candy bar type of candy? Your sugar, chocolate?
1: Love Hundred Grand. That's my okay. go-to candy bar. Right. And I love the sweet and sour things. Sweet tarts, Laffy Taffy.
0: Sour Patch Kids?
1: Love Sour Patch Kids. Right.
0: Uh, favorite type of chip?
1: Salt and vinegar.
0: Kettle chips or traditional?
1: Uh, traditional.
0: Okay, me too. Favorite dessert?
1: Uh, strawberry shortcake.
0: Well, uh, you have a, if someone's coming out of town to San Diego... And they said, hey, let's go out to eat. Where would you take them?
1: We'd probably take them to Poncho's. Poncho's is our go-to okay. neighborhood, great margarita, Mexican yeah. food, easy in and out. Nice. Maybe a Coyote Cafe in Old Town. That's oh. always kind of fun to go to. Okay. You got to take them to Mexican food when they come into San of course, Diego.
0: Of course. You have to do Mexican food so they can know what Mexican food is supposed to taste like. Exactly. No matter where. And don't tell me Tex-Mex. That's okay. not even close. No, no not at all jeopardy versus wheel of fortune jeopardy okay are you smart like that
1: um when they do the kids edition i kill it murder it right yeah
0: (laughs) monopoly versus risk
1: uh you know i would say monopoly but the kids got me risk for my covid birthday okay uh it's really fun i like it it.
0: yeah. yeah game of world domination uh let's see outback versus red lobster
1: Ooh, gosh, that's like asking if I like the cheesy biscuit more than the Bloomin' Onion.
0: Oh, and that is a tough question.
1: Because I don't know anything else on the Red Lobster menu, but I'd go for those cheesy biscuits any day.
0: Yeah, You know what? Have you ever bought them and made them? No. They come in the store. You can buy them, and it's super easy. You just add, like, butter and cheese or whatever, but it comes pre-made, and they're really good. So good. Really good. Uh, Applebee's versus chilies. Chilies. Chilies versus Red Lobster chilis. The okay. McDonald's versus Burger King.
1: McDonald's.
0: Jack and Box versus Taco Bell. Ooh. Oh. Taco Bell. Taco Bell versus McDonald's.
1: You know? That's wherever's closest to the exit.
0: Yes, I'm a big convenience convenience person for that. And how about Samoa's versus Thin Mints?
1: Thin Mints. I can't stand coconut. What? I know.
0: Samoa is the cookie to go to in the in the Girl Scout batch cool ranch doritos versus nacho cheese
1: uh cool ranch okay
0: sweating to the oldies versus taibo
1: sweating to the oldies
0: okay what about zumba versus jazzercise zumba zumba versus sweating to the oldies
1: isn't that the same thing
0: no, Zumba is the Latin-infused, and sweating to the oldies is Richard Simmons. I think and more the,
1: the newer Zumba, though, has changed oh, really? some of the music oh, at the gym. I'm but probably to sweating to the oldies. I mean, he always had great stuff going on. Yeah,
0: I'm not uh, not up-to-date on on the, the latest Zumba playlists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember your first crush?
1: I do. Who was it?
0: And it's I'm going to tell you a very easy way to know if you're telling the truth.
1: Here's a funny story. Okay. My first crush was... Wani. And I met Wani at Paradise Hills, which was... Now you keep
0: saying Wani like... Because there's a story to it. Okay. All right. So I'm
1: at Paradise Hills. It's uh, mostly Hispanic and um, Spanish-speaking. My mom was a teacher there, taught bilingual. I was immersed in a Spanish-speaking second-grade classroom. And I fell in love with Wani. Oh my gosh, I loved him. And I would tell my mom all about Wani all the time. So...
0: And how old were you?
1: Second grade. Okay. So the next year, my mom uh, sees Wani. He's coming into her classroom for third grade, and she's going to be his teacher. And she said, oh, because she recognized him, you're Wani, thinking his name was Juan. And we called him Wani.
0: That's what I thought.
1: Well, Jennifer couldn't pronounce the all. and his name was Ronnie. And my mom said, oh, oh you're no. Ronnie. He said, no, <laughs> no, it's Ronnie. Oh, that makes sense that now.
0: That is hysterical. That is a good story. Uh, you remember your first kiss? I do. Who was it?
1: Uh, what I, I remember Brent Novak in the back of Fletcher Hills Elementary School during the talent show, sitting on the wall. Wow. Getting a kiss.
0: Wow. And what grade? Sixth. Sixth grade. Would it surprise you to know that my first kiss wasn't until high school?
1: Uh, you totally know it would not surprise me.
0: No, I'm not sure how to <laughs> t-
1: <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh yeah, I feel like everyone kind of is I know, running I around very, smooching people. I was a late
0: I was a late bloomer. Um okay, in the celebrity crush bracket, how about uh Ryan Gosling versus Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake. Jake. Okay. How about Vince Vaughn versus Bradley Cooper? Vince. All right. So the championship belt, Vince Vaughn or Jake Gyllenhaal? Vince. Vince is the man. Yeah. Vince takes the cake. All right. I wonder if you're going to watch a movie with Vince Vaughn in it because you have committed a capital crime and you are perched in the electric chair. You get to watch one movie. While you watch that movie, you get a meal. And then as you are sent off into the good night, they... Put a song in your headphones and play you off into the abyss. What's your meal? What's your movie? And then your song.
1: I would probably say my meal would be a lasagna with some salad and glass of Chianti.
0: Okay. Any dessert? Some strawberry shortcake, maybe.
1: Yeah, we could throw that in there. Okay. And uh, movie would probably be a toss-up, I'd have to think, between Wedding Crashers, The Hangover, Love Actually. So I'd probably see The Running Time and stretch it out a little and bit. And see whichever
0: was the longest. <laughs> Those are dramatically different, though, in terms of theme. I mean, Your Hangovers and... What was the other one?
1: Wedding Crashers. Wedding
0: Crashers are, are obviously comedies and right. a beat. And Love Actually is more a serious emotional movie.
1: But it's such a feel-good, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. You're not going to make a choice?
1: Uh, I'd probably go with Love Actually. Love Actually. Because Love is actually all around us, Tony. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, she went for the longest movie after all. With a running time of one forty, The Hangover is the shortest. Wedding Crashers is a robust one fifty nine And Love Actually, a heartwarming two hours and 15 minutes. So emotionally and strategically, Love Actually is the winner. And the song. What song are you going to pick?
1: You know, I would just tell the guard to spin anything from the 80s would be good for me. So if
0: you end up with like Rat Round and Round or Flock of Seagulls.
1: Flock of Seagulls would be good. And I'd even know the Rat song. But you're right. I would probably, uh, you know, what I've been listening to lately is Tina Turner. Oh, Simply the Best.
0: Oh, perfect. You're simply the best. perfect little statement on your way out is that what you're trying to say no (laughs) well my guest today has been jennifer mutter a fantastically interesting story she didn't prep me that she, she said people always say oh you're gonna laugh you're gonna cry and i thought you were joking but it turned out to be quite the roller coaster emotionally and a fantastically interesting story and revelatory that we do live in such a small world it's crazy how how we're all we're all intertwined we're all threaded together and and nobody's that far apart from anybody else i think that's a good lesson to learn especially in the divisive state that we're living in now that where people need to find things that we have in common versus things we have apart but i i really appreciate you coming in and sharing your story (laughs) and
1: nelson really is the champion of the story yeah he was so invested and so happy to do this for me
0: nice nice that's great nelson truly nobody knows nelson i mean maybe 20 people in this podcast might know him but the other millions or at least hundreds will. (laughs) nelson's a good guy he's a good dude all in all he's a really good dude
1: and his grandkids all went through grossmont they're local kids and yeah
0: yeah but see i'm trying it's you you seem to think this is like a little community podcast this is global
1: I'm sorry. I was explaining to the people listening in France.
0: Okay. Right. (laughs) Our listeners in France need to know the logistics. All right. That's going to do it for today. Once again, Jennifer Miller. Say thanks to the folks. Tony in the Mesa. Mesa. Outro. 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 And that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my sponsors. And you can find more info and episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. Tony on the Mic on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. All these platforms are slowly becoming populated with quality entertainment products. So check it out. Tell your friends and click and like and subscribe and all that stuff.